podcast with Jenny Melrose, teaching influencers and entrepreneurs how to monetize and grow their businesses. This is episode two of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking to Becky Mansfield of Your Modern Family. Becky is a personal friend as well as a blogger that I have become, have gotten to know quite well over the past year or so. And Becky, if you're not familiar, writes yourmodernfamily.com where she shares parenting tips as well as some recipes, some projects. You can find her over there. She is here though to talk to us today about her products that she has had an opportunity to sell to her audience over there at Your Modern Family. So she's going to be talking about her eBooks as well as her e-courses. And at the end, you'll be able to hop over to Jenny Melrose dot com backslash podcast two and be able to get involved in the challenge that she and I have created together. It's actually a challenge builder and you'll hear more as we talk about it in the show. All right, guys, I already gave you a brief information about Becky, but I'm here at Becky Mansfield from Your Modern Family and we're just going to get right into it. So Becky, I'm Tell me a little bit about your site and how you've diversified your income over the years. Um, well, my site kind of has everything. So I um, have parenting and cleaning and recipes. And I do that because I want to be able to um, bring in money from all different areas. So I've been able to work with a lot of different sponsors. I don't have to just stick with um, cleaning products or recipe products. And um, I've just been able to work with so many different brands. And then on top of that, I've been able to have products for all of the different things that I write about. So um, I can have courses on cleaning and books on parenting, and it's um, been able to work well that way. And um, and I really try to work with a lot of affiliates so I can sell their products and it's a win-win for both of us. That's something that I have been starting to try to get into the affiliates. It's one of the things that I feel like I've always lacked, but I'm starting to get a feel for it and how to kind of put it into line. So tell me a little bit about the products that you have so far. You have eBooks and you also have courses. I do. Yep. So I have um, eBooks and I have, um, which I've made them all as PDFs. And then my most popular one, probably trained a weekend. I went back and also made that an audiobook and a print book. And then I have um, e-courses that I really love doing e-courses. Um, and then down the road, I'd like to have like actual tangible products, but that's in my like couple of months away plan. <laughs> right. And the e-course that you have, it's not on the potty training. It's on decluttering. Is that right? It is. I have one on decluttering, and then I have another one that we just recently did on parenting. So um, the decluttering one, it was actually, I had started um, from an e-book, and I have an e-book. And the e-book was so popular, and I felt like people really could use a breakdown of how to start because it felt like the people that were reading the book really hadn't even the thought about declaring this is new to them. And so I, um, the e-course was a way to break it down and make it more manageable for them. Okay. So now you touched on it just a little bit. How did you decide on the topics that you wanted to create products for? 
Um, for me, I went to my um, analytics and I had looked at my popular posts and every month they were the same ones. And so I thought, okay, this is something that my readers need to find a solution to. So they're having trouble potty training or they're having trouble keeping their house organized. So what can I do that's going to um, help them a little, like help them take it a step further. And so I created my products off of um, the posts that were doing well. So um, I also have like a book called um, You Could Be a Stay-at-Home Mom on One Income, and it's just all different ways that I was able to um, quit my job before blogging and stay home. And I, it's off of a post that was popular. Um, so I just kind of take that post, the idea of the post, and then I really like rev it up and include everything until it becomes something that's, um, that's worth something, so like a product. And I think that when I went on the blogger retreat that you and Paula did last spring with you, that was something that I really walked away saying, okay, I need to go back, really kind of look and dig into the analytics because I hadn't really thought of it that way. And I've also done it from the opposite with Jenny Morrow's and creating the Working With Brands e-course. I had to try to figure out what a funnel might look like, but I didn't have any of the analytics. So it was kind of trying to work almost backwards, which was different this time around. So now you launched your e-course and how was it different from how you had previously launched like your eBooks and things like that? Um, it was the first time that I guess I had an actual launch plan. So with my books, I had just, um, you know, I put them into different um, posts. I sent some um, emails to people that I knew would be um, like a good candidate to be an affiliate and they included it. Um, so it just, it wasn't like really as much of an announcement. Like I made one announcement maybe via email that said, Hey, I have a new book, check it out. So with my course, I had like a, a plan. Like I worked more on the plan, I think than I did even on the product because I knew that this plan, my launch plan was so important and it just, blew everything else out of the water as far as sales for like that first day of my course being opened compared to the first day of my books um, was crazy. Now my potty training books had like has grown in popularity over the years. But the first day I remember when I released it, like thinking, okay, I'm going to put a thing on Facebook that says my books out and people are going to buy it like crazy. I made two sales like the first week or something like that. Like luckily word of mouth got around and people started buying um, and it became successful. But with my declutter course, the first like as soon as I put it up, I was selling um, more than one a minute and which is just a complete turnaround. And it really was, um, I think they're both really good products. It's just, it was the way that it was marketed. And I think that that's um, something that took me too long to learn. I wish I would have known this years ago, but something that I want other people to know. Yes. So now do you think you could see this working for an ebook as well as an e-course? Oh yes, definitely. I wish I could. Um, and I, which, gosh, I should do that. Go back and relaunch all my eBooks. Such a good idea. <laughs> but um, so yes, I definitely think so. The funny part is that's also on the back burner at the Melrose family. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the process of getting all that set up too. It's going to be delightful. <laughs> I know. I have like more projects than I have time for. Uh, we talked about that the, before we started. That was one of the things we said. It's, oh yeah, it'll slow down in January. Yeah, nuts. So much. <laughs> I not in our brain. You know, like, never slows down. I know. No, because that's just not the type of people we are. We have a you know, hustle spirit to us. Yeah, it could slow down, but we always have more things we want to do. Exactly. So how long was your launch and what do you feel? What was the key marketing tool that you used for the e-course? 
Um, so my launch was seven days and what was actually, I guess, more like 10 because I did kind of a pre-launch and then I did like a follow-up. So um, for the pre-launch, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump in like that, but for the pre-launch, explain exactly how you did that. That was a little different. Did you do a reduced price? How did you work it? No, I did. Um, so I just kind of introduced them to it before it was actually launched before I had, okay. So I had set up my like launch plan that would be seven days, but I wanted to kind of get them a little bit like primed for the launch. So I sent out like a few, um, like some questions about cleaning and just things that I knew were going to put this cleaning product in their minds, even though they didn't really know what was coming. So it was like a, um, just like a heads up type of thing. And then after I did my launch, I sent out um, another, um, like an extra sale for the people that hadn't clicked through to the course. So like, a, um, and if you get it now type of sale. Okay. So like a down sell at the end. Yeah. I think it was um, just a few dollars off. No, you know what I did? Um, a, um, if you buy this, then you get this, um, a second product to have off that I hadn't done. Um, during the launch, but that they got after the like um, just as a follow up, and it really worked out. Like people bought the product app, the second product. Yes, no, for sure. So now, what marketing tool did you primarily use? Um, I did mine all through email. I mean, I did like a little. I wrote on my blog and I did a Facebook video, but um, most of it was done through email. And when you did the Facebook video, was it an actual video or was it Facebook Live? I'm always curious. Um, it was an actual video, and I used it. Um, everywhere. So I like just did a video saying, um, that, Hey, we're about to do this declutter challenge. I'd love you to join in da, 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 and just talked about it. And so I used that video on Facebook. I used it in my email and then I used it, um, um, like actually in the course on the first day, like as an introduction and what you're getting yourself into and all that. Okay. And then did you use any Facebook ads? No, mm -mm. no. And I, I know. And I think that going forward, like, I feel like I don't really know a lot about Facebook ads, but I'm really trying to learn about them right now. Yes. So I think going forward, um, I definitely want to do that. Yes. And when I did, did my, uh, that was the hard part for me was that because JennyMelrose.com was so new, cause I launched September, it was difficult to use Facebook ads because it didn't have a ton of traffic there yet. It didn't have really an audience that was consistently coming through. So when I went to try to retarget ads it, based on who was coming to read the lead magnet, um, it didn't necessarily convert because they didn't have enough information as of yet. Yeah, but that is my plan. Like I have a pixel all set up and I have the lead magnet set up, but it's just a matter of knowing how it's all going to work together. I know. I'm the same way. I have um, like a pixel set up for like the certain pages that I know the products like, so like the ones that, that come to the potty training book and ones that go to the, so that I can, work on this. I just have to like, I've I learned that part. Now I have to go forward and learn the rest, but yes. I'm, I'm getting it. <laughs> yes. No. And that's one of the things too, like moving forward in 2017, I can see myself really reaching out to those that I feel like are comfortable with that. I know Nicole Culver from um, Blissful Bites. She has a podcast as well. Um, she's really comfortable. She has a course. That's someone I'm planned on definitely investing in to kind of get a feel for it. Yeah. But so tell me about the email. So you said you sent out emails in seven days. Did you yep. see any um, subscribers because of it? So, okay. Um, I did mine a little different than I guess most people would do it. So I have my email set up right now um, in a lot of different funnels that they each go to a product. But I have um, cleaning, parenting, recipes, health. And so I only sent this to my cleaning my cleaning group. 
because um, so I made a general email to the whole list, like just saying, if you're interested in learning more about decluttering, I suggest that you like jump into this group instead. And it was leading them to my clean list because I knew that um, a lot of my like health people don't care about cleaning or, or picking up toys with kids or things like that. And so um, I didn't want to bombard them with something that they weren't. And um, I also had plans on um, like future launches in those. So like two weeks after I launched my cleaning, oh, wait, so first I feel like I have so many things to say. So I, um, it's launched a lifestyle my- blogger. That's what it, we all do. We understand. <laughs> <know>. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I launched the cleaning, the declutter course just to my cleaning list and they got emails every day. And then on the last day they got a couple of emails, but then a couple of weeks later I, um, send something to my whole parenting list about my parenting course. So I didn't want to send, I didn't want to give them two launches in a month because that's a lot of emails. And I also have a health one that Mickey and I are working on, on like weight loss and clean eating and getting yourself, um, as I drink it, I could, (laughs) but like (laughs) I work on the 90, 10 rule, but like getting yourself onto that healthier plan. And so, so I didn't want, I knew that that was coming up, um, in the new year and I didn't want to just do too much at once. Oh, absolutely. I think that's super smart. That's one of the things that I've actually had to go back and fix at the Melrose family. When someone asked me about my list, I'm like, yeah, it's just a hot mess. Um, cause it was like when I started, it was all bundled together. It was funny cause my assistant was looking through it last week and she says to me, why does it have like the different names of email subscription services like listed for like groups of people? I'm like, yeah, I just decided that that was how I was going to track it, where they came in from. So if I was with feed blitz during that time, or if I was with mad Beanie, or if I was with whoever the service <laughs> I was using, <laughs> So, but that's exactly what I did. The same idea where I send out a mass email and then based upon what they click was where they, what segment they went into and they can go into multiple segments, but that way it doesn't actually drive them crazy. So I know, I know when you're doing like a sales email sequence, it can seem more email than natural. Do you feel like you had a couple of unsubscribers or what do you think happened? I did. I did. I didn't have too many because what I did for my launch was I mostly gave them um, information. And then, so like, even if I wasn't selling something, the emails were like good solid emails filled with like real tips that would have worked no matter if I had a course or not. And so, um, but towards the end when I did start like selling the course more then I did have unsubscribers. Um, but I didn't mind too much. The, week before, no, maybe a month before, I actually deleted 25,000 subscribers that were just cold. So I felt like if the people were unsubscribing because they didn't like that I was selling them a product, then maybe they weren't meant to be on my site anyways, like on my list, because I didn't want to be paying. I mean, you're paying for them. I didn't want to be paying for them if I'm not ever going to interest them in what I'm doing. Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest things that I learned with doing my first launch myself. It was that losing those people meant that I was spending less, like you said, on your email service that you're actually paying per person. But again, if they're getting annoyed with like one sales email, how are they going to feel when there's a couple more and they're clearly not going to buy? So what is the point of having them there? Right. I agree. And I think we do like, that's hard for us. I think we kind of take things personal. Um, I, I, I think that would be my least favorite thing is I'd send out an email and I'd go and check and look at the unsubscribers and I wouldn't Me be too, concerned with the clicks. I'd be looking to see who unsubscribes. And Me if too. I 
felt like it was someone that I, another blogger, or if I felt like it was someone that normally commented on things, I'd be like, oh, no. I know. Like, did I annoy them? Do they think less of me now that I'm selling something? I know. Yes, we do. Isn't that amazing that that's the way we think about this rather than thinking this is our business. This is how we have to market ourselves and get out there. I know. Honestly, I have my little secret is that a lot of times when other bloggers are doing those kind of like sales and they're in the launch, even if I'm not looking to buy, I stay in it because I want to see what their email sequence looks like. Oh yeah. I love to see other people. Yeah. I love to sign up and see what people's email sequence and I'll tell people like, I'm going to sign up and um, check out your funnel for whatever it is, but I'll unsubscribe at the end so that you're not like, or whatever, or I'll, um, like I, when I ran into someone at a conference and she was telling me about her funnel, I was like, can I sign up just to see that like first little set and then I'll unsubscribe, but I just want to see what's going on. Like what kind of thing you have. Yeah. Cause I think like we can learn so much from each other. So yeah, I definitely do that. And if I like wouldn't want someone to know I signed up, I'll sign up under like my personal account and then, cause you know, I'm checking like emails. I'm sure other people are too. <laughs> yes. No, that's for sure. So now like what size list would you say that you have? You said that you got rid of 25,000 that were cold, which definitely, I didn't have that many that I needed to get rid of, but I did the same thing. You just got to clean your email yeah. up and they're not opening. It's not worth paying for it. No, I agree. Um, around a hundred thousand. So I, um, I have a lot of people in my cleaning list, a lot of people in my parenting list. And then, um, I had, oh, goodness, I didn't start my news, like an email, collecting emails until probably just a couple of years ago. So for years, I just never worried about it. And I like kick myself all the time because I feel like my list could be so, so good right now had I started years ago when I like first started my blog. And if I were going back, that's what I would do is like set up your blog, set up your email list so that people were signing up. So now, right away. When you're saying set up your email list, what do you see yourself using as lead magnets? We all talk about lead magnets, the freebies. Like, what do you yeah. find works for you? For me, the the like highest converting thing that I've had is um, two different things. One, I have a free coloring book for potty trainers, um, and that one does really well. And then the other one that I have is. Um, uh, like daily, monthly, weekly cleaning list. And that does really well because it just gives people a schedule. It's one sheet that they can print out. Um, and then I got into a habit of, goodness, of making a ton of lead magnets. So like every post I'd be like, oh, do you want this? Um, 20 marriage rules, print this out here. And then Stephanie Blake that um, I've worked with a lot in the past said to me one day, um, you need to just come up with like eight lead magnets that one for each of your like categories and put them in. So every time you talk about a parenting post, you use this one lead magnet in that parent. She said, make them like robust and good. And, but don't feel like you have to make new ones for every post because that one mat lead magnet can work for so many. So, um, so I really developed some good ones. Well, what I think is good. And then I, um, made like went into lead pages and put them in there and then set it up with ConvertKit, which is a whole confusing thing. But once you figure it out, it's not too bad. And I just found out that lead magnet or lead pages has, um, a plugin. I don't know if you have it or not, but, um, they have a plugin that you can just say like, um, this post, okay, click, um, put this lead magnet in this post and it just does it. Like oh, I am like going in and doing there. coding. No, me neither. And I just set it up this morning. So I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. I'll have to definitely go back and use that. Cause yeah, 
I think I saw a webinar with Lead Pages and Pat Flynn last, probably around this time last year, and it really opened my eyes to be like, yeah. holy crap, I'm doing this backwards. Like, I need to have some yes, sort of funnel. And I think that's where I, I kind of like, I understood that I needed a lead magnet. But he didn't understand exactly how to make it quality content that they weren't just kind of like, okay, I have my one and done. I'm good. I'm yes, all I, I want. Yeah. So one of the things that you and I have been talking a lot about is um, creating challenges is something mm-hmm. that has definitely worked tremendously for me. I have um, an essential oil for chemical freedom challenge. We also have a meal planning challenge. And then for... Um, Jenny Melrose for working with brands course, we had that pitch perfect challenge. And I swear it is like, I can't even talk enough about them (laughs) because I see it creates this kind of like relationship that you don't ordinarily get from your one and done. Thank you very much for the printable. I'll see you later with Mm. the challenge. It teaches them one to open their emails every single day. And If you set your the challenge up correctly in the way that you write it, they end up interacting with you. Like I get constantly get emails about my challenge because that's what I told them to do. I told them reply to it or I told them go over to the Facebook group, hop in and leave me a comment. Yes. Uh, and I, you know what I, okay. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know what I did that I don't think I told you the other day? Because um, I didn't really, I didn't think of it, I guess, as a challenge, but it is a challenge is I have a free like a free course is what I call it, but it is a challenge. And it's for every one of my funnels, it starts out with a free seven day course. So like, but I, I give them homework every day, just like in a challenge. So like my parenting one starts out with, okay, today you're going to pick a day every month where you're going to um, spend 20 minutes um, with your child away from the rest of your family doing something. And, and I walk them through how to do it. And then day two comes and we talk about like, okay, today our topic is this. And then at the end, I give them homework, but I do it for every single funnel. So I have like seven challenges really set up that then lead them somewhere. But yeah, like it does, it works. I mean, they open their emails, they email me back. It's, it's amazing. So it's definitely a great way to get them to like, um, know you and be comfortable with you and really, um, interact with you for trust you. Sure. I mean, I, from watching before I just started implementing any challenges, I think my open rate was maybe 21, 25%. I think now it's sitting at like 40% every time an email comes. Yes, I agree. It's Mine too. Crazy. It jumped up so much. Mm-hmm. Yes. So one of the things that you and I have been working on, which we want to share with our, my audience <laughs> today, is that we put together a challenge to teach you how to create a challenge. <laughs> and we struggled with the name of it for some time because didn't know exactly what to call it. Was it going to be the challenge for the challenge or it was just too much? <laughs> so it's called Challenge Builder. And what it does is it literally walks you step by step through how to create a challenge for your product. And it does everything from choosing what your final product could possibly be to teaching you how to get great engagement on these little tips and little things that we kind of throw in there that kind of forces almost our audience to get to know us and to interact with us. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, you guys can all find that it's going to it's going to be in the show notes. So if you go to jennymelrose.com backslash podcast two, it'll be there so that you can um, hop into the challenge. We're going to be running this. You'll see us probably posting it in our own Facebook groups on our Facebook pages, just kind of going out and about about it. Um, but Becky and I are really excited about it because we do we both use this as a tactic to kind of grow our email list and create that great relationship with our readers. Yeah. And it really works. It really pays off and it doesn't um, like the challenge walks you through it so that you'll walk away with something at the end. Like a lot of times when I um, sign up for something, I feel like it's so overwhelming. I don't end up doing what I, you know what I mean? But I feel like the challenge breaks it down that you'll do the thing every day and you'll walk away with a real challenge for your readers. Yes. One of the things that actually people have been asking me about the challenges are, well, I want it to be 10 emails that are coming, but I'm thinking of separating it up by weeks. What is your thought on that? Like once a week you get an email. Um, I don't know because that seems like a really long time to me. So like my, um, like free courses that are challenges, um, I have it like, um, they go out like every day to every other day because I want to just get them involved. Like for me personally, if I got one a week, I'm pretty sure I would lose interest to be honest. Where like, if I was getting it every day, I'd be like, okay, like seven days, 10 days, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to do it this time. Just like anything. Like when I start like a new plan, I'm like, I'm going to do this every day for this many days. So I think breaking it up over that long would just, um, it would fizzle. I agree. I've signed up for some of those and then I'll get the email a week later and I'm like, Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I yeah, didn't me do too. anything I was supposed to have done the last time. Because I think yep, Becky I and I, for those of you that don't know, Becky and I are both former teachers. So we kind of teach when we're doing these kind of challenges, like it's a mini lesson, and then we kind of give yep. you a little bit of homework. So for me, like when other people are sending me those and they're over weeks time, I'm just kind of like, you lost me. I didn't follow me up. Me too. And you're so excited. So like after you do the first day, you're like all revved up, you're excited to go. And then if you don't get something that second day, you start to lose that. And like you said, then by the end, you're like, oh man, I didn't even do last week's yet. Where like if you were getting it tomorrow, you'd be like, okay, I have to do this because tomorrow I'm going to do another thing. And it builds on it. And yeah, yeah, I think just do it all at once. Yes. No, I totally agree. So what advice would you give to someone launching a product? Um, I would say that the most important thing is to give, um, and this was hard for me, but to give really valuable information in your launch. So like for me, I thought, goodness, if I give out so much in my, like so much information in my launch, then they're not going to like, they're going to be like, Oh, wait a minute. We already learned about this, but it's so important to give them that information because they want to know what the actual product is going to be about. And you're, going to give so much more with the real product. So I think that it's okay to take a day and give that in the launch. Like you could break it up or just give them some really valuable, um, like something they can walk away with and, and feel like they've accomplished something so that when they, just so they're more interested in the actual product. I absolutely agree. That is great advice. I think when I do, when I write out my own challenges, I look at my outline that I have for my course or the product and I'll take pieces actually directly from the course and give it to them in the challenge. But the difference is you're not getting the video and the printables and everything else that comes with the course. So it's still the material, but it's not the same. Yeah, you're missing a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's good. Absolutely. So now, how do you see the industry changing as far as blogging? What would you say you see it 
kind of shifting um, towards? I see it doing more of this. So more, um, I don't know, like I, I feel like for me, my goal is to have, um, like more passive income. So I want to be able to create these things and, and they work themselves. And I think that more people are doing that and more people have products. And so, um, I think that we really all need to grow our email list because that's the one thing that we can control. We can't control Facebook. We can't control Pinterest email list. We have, um, control and they're inviting us into their homes pretty much, which is a really big deal. So, um, oh, I and love the way that you just put that inviting us <laughs> into their homes. Oh my goodness. I'm so stealing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Sorry. So, no, no, no. So I feel like we can, um, we can give them so much, even if it's just like a, um, in a normal email, like a PS, did you see this course by Jenny Melrose on eating and planning your meals and and then that email list clicks over to that because they love what you're giving them every week and they want to see what you're doing or what you're recommending to them I just feel like um I would grow my email list because I think that's where things are headed definitely I've definitely learned that over the past I'd probably say past six months that it was yeah you definitely need one of those yeah yeah (laughs) it makes it makes a big difference Oh, well, Becky, thank you so, so much. This has been amazing. And for those that are catching this towards the end and might have missed it, you can, again, go to JennyMelrose.com backslash podcast two, and you will be able to join in on that challenge builder to create your own challenge to grow your email list. Because like Becky said, it's really important that you grow that email list if you want to possibly have passive income coming in down the road. Mm -hmm. So. Well, thank you so much, Becky. Sure. It was, it was a pleasure. Okay. I know we both. <laughs> All Jenny right. Jenny and I will continue to talk because that's what we do. Exactly. So we'll sign off from you. There we go. All right, guys. Till next time, I will talk to you all soon. Have a good day.